Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with several years working for the very different industries, healthcare, retail, consumer goods, tech. I'm now in marketing. Um, I'm so excited to welcome my very special guest and returning to the podcast, Donna Gregorio, who is a veteran of corporate IT project management. She's also a published author college grad school instructor and well-respected conference speaker. Now, Donna, I've had an opportunity just this past fall to see you speak in person. I'm so excited to now have you back on the podcast to speak more on a topic that you actually came forward to me to propose, which is measuring customer experience to drive innovation. So before we dig into that topic, uh, why don't you take a brief moment to introduce yourself to our audience? Well, hi, Ian. Thanks again for having me on the podcast. Love participating in what you're doing and, and f- making uh, advances for our PM industry and everyone in the aud- audience. Thanks so much for tuning in to listen today. Uh, as Ann said, I am a veteran IT project manager. I am a department head at the MITRE Corporation in Bedford, Massachusetts, where I run the PMO office, where we uh, run, we help execute on the most significant and most important projects in our division. Um, I started out my career as a software developer and moved into software designing, both user interface and um, software design. And then I I gradually moved into project management and uh, that's been for the past 20 years or so that I've been um, involved in project management and um, been a great career and I documented some of my challenges and experiences in uh, my book, The Successful Project Manager. But I'm here today to talk about uh, some new thoughts and ideas that are recently uh, becoming important in my organization. So I'm excited about talking about customer experience and helping to drive innovation. So I want to, I do want to take like two minutes, Donna, to praise you because when you first came on the podcast, we talked about this book. So please do check out that episode as well, because it's all about just all of the things that you had to go through to get this book published, what the book is about, how useful and practical it can be for project managers. Very recently, you did an episode for us on road mapping and creating your strategic roadmaps. And I got to see um, uh, uh, you speak at the PMI Global Conference, which was incredible. I was like a fangirl in the audience saying, I know that person. And I, since we've met, if for those project managers that are listening and thinking, what is the trajectory of a PM? You go into a PM role, what, what happens then? Like, how do you move about the industry? How do you climb the ladder? Donna, for you, like you to me is like the trajectory for me. I mean, Donna does things that I'm looking forward to doing, like being a, a graduate school instructor. It's like one of the my bucket list things, right? Um, being in an executive position and, and being there and kind of working with the portfolio, working with the C-suite level to, to make those decisions on behalf of the organization. You talked about that again in the road mapping episode. You're doing that. 
you wrote a book on project management. I just, there's just so much that you've done in your career already, Donna, that I, that I wanted to take just like two minutes to praise you because for those that are looking for somebody to say like, hey, how can I model my career off of somebody who's done some of the things that I'm interested in? Donna, you are that for me. So every time you get on the podcast, I'm so honored to have you share another one of your, you know, bits of knowledge with me and my audience and selfishly just with me because I absorb it and take it all in and I go use it at my organization. But for those that are listening to I think Donna would be a great example of somebody that you would look to to kind of model the way for you. So back to the topic at hand. Well, thank you, Anne. Thank you so much for that. I love that. I love to hear all those great words. Uh, it, 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 I think everyone in the audience knows how challenging it is to be a project manager uh, there's always challenges. There are always uh, what ifs. What if we had only done, if we had thought about this, if we had prepared better, if we had planned better. And uh, I think if you if you looked at the most uh, successful project managers that you know of and asked them, what are the five or six things that you always do on every project that you work on? Uh, I bet they could tell you what those five or six things are sure. uh, that they consistently do, they consistently execute on. And they are they are the most successful project managers that that you see in your in your viewpoint, and you know you try to mimic the, those people as much as you can. And um, I think that over the years, I've I've worked with so many project managers that I've I've learned what those things are. And I think um, helping to share some of those things with others is is really what it's all about. So let's break this topic down because I, I I would guess that maybe the the first part of this topic is something that you have either done yourself or you've seen your predecessors or those that have mentored you do, which is understanding customer experience, right? So when it comes down to a project, you're really creating a project from start to finish to ultimately feed into some sort of either end user or customer experience is what I would imagine. So in your opinion, Donna, why is it important for us to measure customer experience? So I think that we've been very good over the years at measuring customer experience with respect to a particular product. And I think we have a lot of metrics that we can collect about a particular product's success. So we can say, uh, how many users do we have? How many customers do we have? How many clicks do we do we get? How many thumbs up? do we get on the product? How many comments do we do we get on the product? How many um, how many times are we getting complaints uh, to the service desk on a particular product? How many times do we have an outage for a particular product? So I, I think that um, we've been very good over the years at, at, at tracking all those things. When we talk about customer experience, you're really talking about the sentiments and the opinions of an overall experience that the customer is having. So mm -hmm. an example of that would be, um, how, how well is your IT organization supporting you in the work that you have to do on a day-to-day -day basis? So that's really end-to-end. -end. Um, what's the boot up time on my computer? Is it fast enough? Is the response time for some of the key applications that I'm using, the, is it fast enough? Um, did I Am I running into problems with, um, many of my IT products. Um, am I running into uh, successes and, and is it supporting me in the way I expect? I have a certain expectation. You in IT are telling me 
that you're supporting me in a certain way? Are you really doing what, are, are we really supporting people the way we expect to be uh, supporting them? Are they delighted with our um, responses? Are they delighted with the products that they're using as a whole, not just on an individual basis, but on an overall basis? Um, you know, one example I could give of customer experience is the the idea we've all gone out to dinner, right? And the mm -hmm. process of going out to dinner, you pick a restaurant, you look at the menu online before you go, you get to the restaurant, there's a long line, you go into the restaurant, you see, you get seated, there's service, there's food quality, there's ambiance, there's, there's entertainment, there's the check process and paying the bill process and the whole experience. If the food is really good, that's only one piece of the whole experience. And, and so when, when someone tells you, oh, that restaurant is great, you should try it, it's because they had an overall great experience mm -hmm. from beginning to end, not just in one particular area. So if you think about the IT customer journey and the customer experience, and you think about Amazon as being a great customer experience example, uh, from beginning to end, you're getting uh, a great overall experience. Why aren't we in IT and why aren't we as project managers being more serious about collecting that customer experience? So I think that's really what we're talking about. We talk about uh, the energy it takes to collect individual product experiences, much easier to do. What we're talking about in an overall customer experience often comes from not just talking with people, but also from surveys and things like that where we can get um, the overall experience that we're expecting from our customers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people wake up and say, hey, I'm going to create a shitty project or pro product today, you know, and put and just leave that and never, never touch it again. I think obviously, to your point, I think you spoke about IT, but this is applicable across all industries, even if you think about hospitality, right, and the quality of service that you have to provide to your customer. It's not just a one-time thing, if they're staying there for a duration of time, if you're at a hotel, then you want to make sure everything they're experiencing around them is the best quality. And that experience is something that becomes very memorable for them. I think the, another great example is probably like, right, people go back to a specific type of technology because they trust in that product and they trust in the experience. And um, you started to touch upon something that I think is interesting because you, now we understand why it's important to measure customer experience. We want to make sure that we're looking at quality and, and that we're kind of there at the service of our customers and making sure our product or whatever we're putting out there is, is, is going to be the best version of it that it can be. Now, you talked about surveying. Is that the only tools that you recommend when it comes to measuring customer experience or are there other tools that you've utilized to be able to do so? Well, I could tell you a great story and a great example of sure. this. Um, we have an IT steering committee that consists of a number of vice presidents across the organization. And uh, we have regular meetings with this IT steering committee on a quarterly basis. And so at one of our more, more recent uh, meetings in the fall, um, one of the vice presidents spoke up at the very beginning of the meeting, even before we started to talk about our investments and what we're working on and, and, and what, what she's interested in in particular. And she spoke up and she said, you know, why, 
why are we talking about investing in new technologies when you you can't even get the basics right? So I was in a meeting last week in, in such and such a room and the wireless went out. And here we're at telling people to come into the office and they have better wireless service in their at their house mm-hmm. than we can even give them in the building. Mm-hmm. So why can't you fix the wireless? That's that's one of the biggest problems that I'm seeing. And, and so one of the other vice presidents chimed in and he said, well, I I can't ever get the search the search capabilities to work right for me. Every time I use search, I get responses back from 1995. I get these old oh, wow. documents that that don't, that don't even apply to. <laughs> they they have the word in the in the title, but that's about it. That the rest of it doesn't even apply. So why is your search so bad? Like why can't you get wireless right, and why can't you get search right? And so guess what happened. This year, we have a whole multi-million dollar project on upgrading our wireless, and we have another multi-million dollar project to upgrade our search capabilities. Because of that meeting, because of those two vice presidents, we went out and and surveyed uh, random people across the company, specifically about about wireless and specifically about search, because those were two things that we heard from the Mm -hmm. VPs wanted to make sure that in fact those are really problems and uh, we we did some research in our uh, help desk and found that there were a lot of in fact of problems highlighted with respect to those two things so um, it's it's interesting that when you give people the opportunity to speak up and this was an opportunity at this IT steering committee review we start to talk about we're spending a million here we're looking at zero trust. We're looking at ransomware. We're doing artificial intelligence. We're doing all these great things. And the VPs are like, yeah, that's all great. Terrific. But how about how about getting the basics right? Um, <laughs> everyone pays attention, right? So that there's a, a customer experience problem. I am a customer. I go into a meeting with some very important sponsors and none of the wireless doesn't work. What? How does that make us look, right, as a company? Um, that's the meeting has to be canceled and rescheduled. That's a problem. And the same thing with search. So um, if you can step back and look at some of these problems, now you start to think about where do we want to invest money in supporting projects? Do we really want our investments to go towards artificial intelligence, which is the, the latest and greatest hot new thing? Or do we want to go back to the basics and make sure that that our basics are being covered. And, you know, we try to balance our investments just like everyone does, right? If you have your own set of financial planning, you want to invest some in stocks and some in mutual funds. Everybody knows those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in an IT environment. You've got uh, so much money to spend. You want to spend some of it on new technologies and you want to spend some of it on making sure that the rest of your basics are, are running correctly. And so that customer experience that you're able to glean, not just from VPs, but from others in the company, is really how you're helping to strategize. And as project managers, it seems like we're we're being asked more and more to talk about strategy, to help in decision-making, especially at that C-suite level, if we're working with the CIO or, or, or the COO or others at that level, we need to be able to talk their language and and provide recommendations not only on how much it would cost to fix wireless, which of course is often something we're asked as PMs, how much will this wireless project cost me? 
to buy new equipment and to resource it and 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 get the labor done and how long will it take of course but in addition to that does it make sense to to make that investment and how do we as project managers um, collect that customer experience i do think part of it is through these kinds of meetings and other parts of it is to reach out to customers in specific areas when we're hearing there are problems through either service desk tickets or through some of these uh, conversations we're having. And of course, the other way, I don't know about you, but my company does a lot of surveys mm-hmm. and the kinds of questions that they're asking sometimes are don't make sense or sometimes they're not as significant as they could be. So why not help uh, with some of the surveys to try to collect those customer experience uh, inf- information? I know that um, our service desk, again, my company is a good size, 10,000 employees. Yeah. Every time there's a ticket that the service desk submits that you get from an employee, a survey gets sent out. So we send out a survey every single time there's an incident. So why not capitalize on that survey and ask the right questions? How are your, How is your experience? Is there an area where you believe IT could be better supporting you? Uh, some of those kinds of questions. I love I love that example, Donna. And how often does your organization of that size, how often do you put out a survey like that? Yeah, there's a survey. So there's a, a sur- every time someone submits an incident of any kind, so my cell phone broke or I, I can't get email to work right or my VTC connection is down or I need my secure ID tokens so I can log into this other thing. Whatever the reason is, we, we get all these Um, help desk tickets so service desk tickets every time a ticket is submitted a survey gets sent out and so we're now trying to craft the surveys in a way that we can better collect this customer experience Mm -hmm. and we're thinking about putting together this is all new for us now this year we're thinking about working on a customer dashboard that gives the executives a sense of customer satisfaction with our overall IT uh, performance and it would be uh, uh, targeted in different areas. So again, how is the wireless uh, opinion? What's the opinion on our overall uh, structure? Where are we having problems? Then you start to dive into some of these other areas. As I mentioned, if someone doesn't like what uh, their experience is with wireless, then we start to look at the tickets around wireless. We start to research more and reach out to our friendly partners and ask them how things are working out. So we're We've got our uh, our ways of collecting customer experience, but um, there are tools that you can purchase that we don't have one yet, but there are tools you can purchase that will track some of these survey results for you in a very nice analytical view. Uh, we're trying at the moment to build that into our own systems ourselves and see how successful we are with that. But um, sure, yeah. I think it's a new a new experience for us. So we're still trying to figure it out, but certainly... Uh, those comments that we heard definitely drove where our investment monies are going. You know, one of the barriers that I I remember seeing in terms of opening up those types of questions to an organization is you're opening up those types of questions to an organization, right? Which means you're right. you should expect to get feedback. And we are we sometimes you live in a culture where people don't want to get feedback. So they would rather not even survey the organization to know what's broken and just kind of just operate as status quo. 
for the duration of however long that person is in uh, a position of, of authority. So I think um, just the sheer fact that your organization has said, you know what, let's just start to ask people like what's going on across the organization and really start to hone in on what are those issues that will inform some of either to your point, lower budget things that can be fixed pretty quickly or some of those things that may lead to much more grand strategic projects that you maybe were unaware of until you asked somebody that question. But I think there's just, I've in my experience, I've seen kind of varying levels of asking for feedback and the kind of conscious awareness of like, if I ask somebody for the feedback, I better be prepared to not just hear the feedback, but have to probably address the feedback in some way. And so Donna, did you kind of, did any of that come up for you as, as you started to roll this out with your organization? And I know you said this is fairly new, so I'm just curious if any of those feelings had come up. It is fairly new, but I can give you an, another example that I think illustrates some of what you're talking about. And, sure. and um, so last year there, there, there had been some grumblings about our travel experiences. Now, again, during COVID, there was not a lot of travel that was happening so a lot of things around travel uh, were put on hold. But last year, there was an effort to really do an examination of the vendors that we had in place to help us book trips and uh, the, the, the systems we had in place to expense our travel, et cetera. So we, we, there were a lot of grumblings from people who had been traveling prior to COVID about uh, the whole overall process. So we, we gathered some heavy travelers, people who had been doing a lot of traveling pre-COVID, we put them all in a room and we walked through the actual process of, of um, uh, planning a trip, booking a trip, then when you're actually on the trip, the issues that you run into, and then when you come back from the trip, expensing the trip and getting a reimbursement, what the whole experience, right? That's, that's not just one system, right? There's many mm -hmm. systems involved in the travel experience. We documented it all, we described it all, we had a, a moderator that we hired to help us walk through the whole process. And as a result of that, these innovative ideas started to come out. So I think when you talk about um, how to collect the, the, uh, the information, I think sometimes you just hear it from people. Yeah. Oh, I went on a trip. It was terrible. Oh, I went on this trip and I couldn't, I didn't get my money back. It took two months to get my money reimbursed. Why is that? Oh, because of these problems. Oh, I had, you start to hear it. So there's, there's a general feeling that travel has been a problem. Or there's a general feeling that wireless is a problem. Everybody rolls their eyes when they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to use this VTC room. And everyone rolls their eyes and says, oh, that, that room doesn't work ever. Um, mm -hmm. You start to hear mm -hmm. the groundswell about some of these issues, right? So maybe you yeah. don't necessarily need to do a real survey to collect data about that problem because you, everyone knows it's a problem. I'm sure everyone in the audience can probably think of over the last 10 years, some of these kinds of issues that have come up at their companies that uh, have, have forced our, our are employed um, with management that we really need to, we need to make an improvement here. And wireless and search are two examples of those things that we're really looking at right now because of the feedback that we've been hearing. And, and so you wanna be able to do what matters, right? You really want to understand why do we need to innovate in these areas? Because mm -hmm. you wanna invest money where you'll get the greatest impact. 
where you'll get the greatest customer satisfaction. And so how do you figure out what those areas are? Well, we'll just do AI because everyone's doing that. Or we'll just look at ransomware because that's cybersecurity. It's really important. And everyone thinks that's important. There's, there's, there's total agreement that we should be looking at cybersecurity issues. Everyone agrees with that. Um, but maybe we've got that pretty good and we're all set over there for the time being. We really need to look more carefully in this other area. So again, as a project manager, if you're helping to strategize and decide where those investment dollars should go, um, and you're helping your CIO with some of those decisions, and you're looking at architecture diagrams, and you're looking at uh, the current spend and what you're currently investing money in, and how you want to shift that over the next three years, uh, these are some of the things that will help you in making those decisions. Uh, Decision-making always has to be supported with facts and with um, backing data. And so the decision-making process really uh, does require some of this research um, and, and, and in inquiring with, with some of your heavy users, where are they seeing problems and uh, where can they address those problems? I, I, yes, I, I love that. And I think that, you know, project managers often feel like they are not part of driving innovation when in fact, you're, you, you can be the key driver of what the innovation needs to be. And that's simple, simply put, you listen to your customers, you listen to your team. Donna's saying, Hey, somebody told me this, and then somebody else told me this. And then all of a sudden five people have told you something in a very similar space of something that needs course correcting. And then now you've got your problem statement. So it's just, you can absolutely be involved in not just managing and measuring the customer experience, but also driving whatever that innovative recommendation can be. And so I just want to make sure this audience knows no matter what level of project management you're in, whether you're just entering into a, a PM role and you're very new, or you can be several years into it, you do have an active voice in, in this whole process that Donna is speaking about. And I think that one of the best things about being a PM is this idea of power skills, which it's called now, right? 2023 PMI has called power skills, which you know encompasses emotional intelligence, listening, active listening, all of those things. Those are all things we do. <laughs> so when you're listening to Donna's example of, well, how did she figure out that that needed to be the project for her organization? Well, guess what? People were just telling, it sounds like people were just telling you that. And Donna, you listened and you said, you know what, let's let's just make this a very simple process, ask some people how they're feeling, capture that data, present it to leadership, and then you got a project. Boom, there it is. And so to break it down, you can also be an active voice no matter what position of the company you're in, because I am sure that as a PM, you're hearing things day after day, whether it's directly correlated to the project you're on or hearing other people on other teams complaining about something that's been going on on their project that they can't figure out how to solve. So all of that kind of just leads to this idea of driving innovation. And so Donna, what you were saying was kind of getting me all motivated, inspired, because I want to make sure everybody has, has a say in this, including the PM and the PM probably is the most important piece of making sure that innovation actually pushes through and gets executed. Well, I, I have a couple of comments on that. One yeah, is that- absolutely. I think, I think often as project managers, we sit back and we listen and we absorb and we take notes and we collect 
data and that's it. And we're not driving the project. We're not, we're not focused on what the next thing should be. We're not, we're not taking charge and we're not, we're not asking the right questions. And I think that's a mistake. And I, again, to your point, and everyone in this audience, whether you're a new project manager or otherwise, it's time for you to stand up and speak up and ask the right questions and, and, and think strategically in a way where you're saying, should we really be working on this? Is this something we should be investing money in? I'm hearing these issues. Uh, this is a recommendation that I have. And I think often, especially for early career professionals, it's very difficult to speak up in, in a room full of, of, of people who've been at the company for a long time and feel like you're, you're being heard. Yeah. And I, in my experience, that's, that's the, one of the best ways uh, for us to, to come up with these kinds of ideas. And, you know, the other, the other thing that I want to talk about is driving innovation. What does that mean? So we've been innovating for years. This is not anything new. I think people like to talk about innovation as being important, you know, very recently, but um, this isn't, this isn't anything new. A lot of what we used to call it process improvement, right? We used mm -hmm. to say, let's look at a process. Let's examine the as is, right? Let's, let's document the as is process, draw a journey map or a complex flow chart or whatever it might be, a Visio, whatever it might be. Let's examine the as is, and then let's come up with a to be of improving that process. So we've been doing innovation like that for many, many years. I yeah. think the kinds of innovation that we're talking about doing. So yes, we know we have a Wi-Fi problem. Yes, we know we have a search problem but how do we fix those problems how do we make things better do we just buy new hardware or do we just start over with a new product uh, or are there things that we can do to make the current wi-fi or the current search better and i, I think um being innovative means that we ask the right questions and we, we look at things in a different viewpoint that maybe we weren't looking at before one example I can give is the public release system that we have at MITRE. We're a government-funded operation, and, and all of our documents that go out to the public need to be approved for public release. And that's a very time-consuming process because it has to go through multiple levels of approval up to the vice president. Um, so uh, how can we make that faster? Well, what they did was they came up with a way to publicly, re publicly release an individual, such as myself, in a particular topic area. And now anything I do for a year that goes out to the public is publicly approved by me, hmm. as long as I am trustworthy enough that my material uh, won't be anything that's outside of project management, then that's what I am allowed to publicly release. And this oh, has right. sped up the process for people to share information uh, at MITRE across across so many other opportunities than they might have done otherwise, which was a much more of a painstaking process. That's innovative. Mm -hmm. So now we didn't just take the process and make it faster. We took the process and actually changed it. Yeah. And it wasn't easy to do. And it was someone who came up with that great idea. That's innovation. And so that's an example of what we're talking about here. How can we take Wi-Fi or how can we take search? Those are the two examples I've been mentioning but whatever the example is in your organization and really think from an innovative standpoint, how can we change it and do it differently so that it's better? And I, I think um, 
a lot of what we do in project management, these documents, these journey maps, these flowcharts, and we maybe we work with business analysts or chief engineers or whoever the people are, and we sit down and we 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 the the whiteboarding that we've we we're so used to doing. Those are the those are the opportunities to innovate, and that's really where the power of innovation comes into play. This is it's just it's a flow. What you've broken down for right. us in this episode is a flow. You start exactly. with measuring the customer experience. Well, really understanding who your customer is, measuring that experience. Donna spoke about surveys, interviews, um, just having conversations with people, letting people know that you're listening, then taking what that feedback is, capturing that data, and then ultimately also opening it up to, you said you had like a, a committee, right? A diverse committee that meets regularly on this stuff, because then you get voices from outside of probably that problem space that can really just look at it objectively and give you probably some of the more creative ideas on how to solve that problem or how to kind of, to your point, drive innovation, actually change something and make it completely different. And oftentimes that leads to uh, much more successes in, in, in that particular process or in that example you described on how they, you were even doing things like that. Like you opened up that space for not just Donna, but everybody else who wanted to go out and do something similar, right? So I think that's such an incredible example that you shared with us. It, it makes sense the way that you led up to that. And um, and I think that it's it's a good reminder for project managers to know that you can absolutely be a part of driving that process. So Donna, any other so you, words of wisdom to share on this topic? You start out by collecting the customer experience in addition to those individual product metrics. This is in addition to that, the sentiment, the overall feeling of satisfaction that a customer has. Identify areas where you need to make those improvements and then strategically place those on a roadmap if you're in that position where you can you are doing roadmaps with your, your management and, and say, this is when we want to fix Wi-Fi. This is when we want to fix search as examples. And then, then you start asking the questions. Then you start to you're documenting the as a system and you're saying how can we change it so that it's better so the, those are really the steps that we kind of talked through today uh, collecting mm -hmm. that customer experience and then drive helping it using that to help you drive where you you're putting your innovation investments in every time you join the podcast on it's like a master class in a different area <laughs> of project management. And I am just so lucky to listen to this. I honestly think that if you put all the episodes together that you've come on to the Everyday PM for, that that in itself is going to give you such a good core understanding of how you can expand in your project management role. So thank you for bringing this topic to the Everyday PM, Donna. I'm just, again, very honored anytime you can come on and, and speak to our audience. So I think, Donna, that will do it for you and I in this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. If folks want to continue this conversation or talk about your book or anything else that you've got going on, where can they find you online? Well, Ian, thanks again so much for having me. I love what you're doing with the podcast. Keep up the great work. Uh, we're so proud of, of all of your episodes. Um, and they can find me. My website is DonnaGregorio.com. And um, I'm also um, out there on LinkedIn. We'd ha be happy to, to, to chat with anyone about these topics and others. So thanks again, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. And you can thank you, Donna, for continuing to support the Everyday PM podcast. And for those listening, you can also support this podcast. We are on every podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, you name it. Just search for the Everyday PM 
while you're there, give us a great review, five stars if you can do it, uh, and leave us a comment on what you thought about this episode. You can also watch the video version of uh, Donna and I speaking about this very topic on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ancampia. While you're there, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell for notifications of when new content goes up. Thanks so much for joining Donna and I in this installment of the Everyday PM Podcast. And until next time, take care.